Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to encourage you to take this trip. I'm going to say something strange that may sound violent. Let the Lord kill you. The Bible says we are supposed to be a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they would kill that animal, sacrifice it to God. God says, let me kill all of the stuff in you and make it dead, but you continue to live. And that process will not be, your mind has to be renewed in order for you to understand that that process is God healing you. And it's God bringing you up on through that process. And that's a process, and you'll wish you could do it all over again faster. You know, and I'm, I'm really grateful that the Lord has graced us to create a culture by which it's okay for if you're crazy. It's okay. Just say, you know what? I'm crazy, Jesus. I just go up with my husband at any time. You know, you know, man, you know, I'm not a man. Man, Lord, I'm crazy. <laughs> it is okay, because guess what? God already knows you're crazy. He already knows your weaknesses. You're the one that's denying something. It's called self-deception. You're pretending you don't have something that God can see clearly. He just wants you to start, hey, Lord, I need you to help me in this area. Why is it that every time I get mad, I just cuss out the whole neighborhood? It's a weakness in you. And all of us have weaknesses. The Lord just does not disqualify you because of your weaknesses. Again, God can work with your mistakes and your weaknesses. It's your blatant disobedience. He cannot do anything with you. So we encourage you to do that, okay, and practice that because where the Lord has taken us, you all, he's taken us to a particular place where, where we will worship and, and, and the, at, the atmosphere will come in stronger and it will begin to kill the service. What I mean by that is you won't be able to contain it. You see a small sliver of it when the worship leader like Daniel was worshiping, he can't sing nothing no more. He's overcome with the spirit. He just start crying. I'm telling you, that's where the Lord is taking it because now the, 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 the manifestation of the kingdom comes in and now all your nonsense leaves us. It leaves. Uh, what you thought leaves. And now you are instantly aware of the truth. And when it's revealed to you at that moment, all you can do is just drop. You'll lay out the ground, just faint, fall out. You know, and it's an, it's an amazing thing. God wants to break you because we're called to be living dead men. That's what we were called to do. So put forth your best effort. And I'm going to put this plug in now. Be here for New Year's Eve. Be here for New Year's Eve. I know part of what I'm supposed to share. New Year's Eve is us launching out to some things. I'm already starting doing some things. Be here as much as you can. Cancel it. You know, unless it's super that important, cancel it. You know, because there are things that are going to be imparted. Things I'm going to share. I would have just come back from Nigeria, etc. And But, y'all, because let me tell you something. At this point... Um, I don't want to do it alone and I will welcome any person that joins me every person that joins me seems to get left or a little offended or something because they just can't I don't know uh, it's not for me to figure out And um, but we are going to work together as a church to create the greatest move of God that this world has ever seen and we can do it if we do it together there's a lot of things we've been working on in private to be able to do this but our time has come to make a mark in this planet so, uh, and the part that you play um, is uh, just as much a reward or bigger. If you play your part more than mine, you get a reward bigger than mine when we get to the other side. So, that's going to be an amazing thing. So, glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, you got anything you need?
Meditate the word day and night and pray without ceasing and sacrifices and fast. He was talking to everybody. But this culture has been created where you just kind of come to church, listen to the sermon, and you go home and do your thing. You were called to do it sometimes more than the one teaching it. And that's the reason why there's a power problem. Because you got a few carrying the whole masses. You got large groups of people going to church and they just going there singing a little songs, they're looking around while they're praying. And, and yet, it's really sad, you all. You can go to the typical place. People have been there for 30 years. Have never gotten somebody saved. Never witnessed. Some have never even invited people to church. Don't know how to get anybody filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't know how to interpret a dream. After 30 years of you being saved, ain't never even seen a demon cast out. Don't even know what healing and deliverance is. And this is the brand of Christianity that Jesus died for? And we're supposed to make a mark on the world? I don't think so. So we're gonna change. I mean, we're gonna change this. If we have to do it by ourselves, we're gonna change this. So I'm encouraging you. Be here for New Year's Eve. Begin to pray. Begin to seek the Lord. Because I while the Lord starts sharing this at the end, there are many of you that have missed things because of your lack of time with me. Major things, glorious things, marvelous things that you have missed that would bring you great joy had you been tapped in. Some of those things can be recovered. Some are gone forever. But there are things that are still reserved for you only if you press in. You must seek my face daily. You must spend time with me. Thank you, O Lord God. You must lay yourself before me and confess your sins and confess your faults and ask me, to kill you on the inside so that you can become like me. Thank you, O Lord God, for there are still great and glorious things that I have for you all. If you are still breathing, I can still bring it to pass. If you are still living, I can still make it to happen. Thank you, O Lord God. Seek me and seek me daily. Let me destroy you on the inside and turn you into something that you have never seen before. And it will be the image and the stature of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has a great glory for us, folks. Thank you, Lord God. He has great glory for us. Great glory for us. Great glory for us. Thank you, Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And if we want to experience the glory, we got to take a turn. We got to take a turn. You don't get to do what you want to do and experience God's glory. You don't get to you don't, get to, you don't get to say what you want to say. You don't get to control this. Because God brings this thing. 
God meant to blow your mind exceedingly, abundantly above all you ask or think. Or you just stand there, you can't even cry because you're so overwhelmed. The tears just running down your face and you can't even go nowhere. That's what the Lord is trying to do. But you got to be dead first. Because if you're not dead, you're going to take what the Lord gave you and you're going to control it and manipulate it and become selfish with it. Think you better than other folks. Lord has given us a chance, and I plan on taking it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So when we dismiss the service, if you have any special prayer, I recognize everybody. That's about to change now. <laughs> now we're about to see all type of new faces, but I recognize everybody. If you have any type of special prayer, in regards, particularly if you don't pray in tongues, just come down front at the end of the service. Let us know we have somebody that will minister to you that in that regards. Thank you, Lord. Besides that, I'm going to just say one final prayer over the service. Thank you for allowing us to have our time off. At a bare minimum, I have to always take off every three months at a bare minimum. If I don't, I'll miss things because I'm already missing things. <sighs> let me say something, folks. I don't know why the Lord won't let that go. You know how you frustrate the Lord? Is when you won't let him love you the right way. How you and how you frustrate the Lord is when he wants to give something to you, but you carry yourself in such a way where he can't get joy by seeing you run because he can't give it to you right now. That's what it means to frustrate the grace of God. It's stuff I have for you. It's promotion and jobs and wonders and just, I mean, events and scenarios and experiences and and. You know, it's stuff the Lord wants to do for you where he wants to answer a prayer that you prayed at five. If somebody here the Lord wants to answer a prayer that you forgot about, you prayed at five years old, the Lord wants to answer that prayer. But if he answered it, if you're not walking in humility, you're going to get an arrogance. And you got you to gotta, you gotta spend time with the Lord, you all. You got to lock everything out. And, and if the Lord told you to lay there and just pray in tongues, and just pray in the spirit, it's mysterious because you don't know how to work out. You don't know how to work out your own salvation. You don't know how to make this happen. You don't even know what to pray. You don't even know what to do. But the Holy Spirit knows how to create scenarios by which to make these things happen. And it's all for your joy. Because Jesus, that's an amazing statement. Jesus said, do this stuff so that your joy can be full. That frustrates them when you're walking around sad. Frustrates them when you're walking around depressed. Frustrates them when you can't get that house. You can't get that car. You can't get that promotion. Frustrates them when you can't get out of debt. That frustrates them. Because Jesus died for us to be free. He died for us to be glorious. He died for us to operate in fullness of joy. The Bible says that when he turned the captivity of Zion, these people thought they were dreaming. He wants you to walk around and, and tell somebody, slap me. Am I dreaming? I ain't deceived. Slap me again. I can't believe the Lord did this for me. And get on the right road. That's the way some of y'all need to pray. Lord, am I on the right road? I'm not going to expose it to his personal vision. You don't to worry about that. But, but Jonathan and I have been having a conversation. I am blown away at how the Lord gives Jonathan and his wife dreams to direct them because they're on the right road. The type of dreams that the Lord gives this man, I'm like, this, see, and it's teaching me because it's teaching me. I mean, there are others in here that the Lord has given dreams. I'm thinking about a couple. I don't want to necessarily bring them out because they may not want me to say anything. But it's amazing when you get on the right track. It's amazing how far the Lord will go for you when you had 100%. This, this, Lord don't care nothing about people talking about your blessings, folks. If the Lord needs to make you to win the lottery, that's exactly what he will do. If he needs to give you a special formula that makes no sense, he'll give you a special formula. 
If he'll show you how to advance past 10 people in order for you to be a multimillionaire, that's exactly what he will do. But you got to start by saying, Lord, I got to start by birthing out. Am I on the right road? Am I in the right place? Am I at the right church? Am I in the right city? Am I dating the right individual? Am I on the right job? Should I be in school or should I be out? We're trying to figure it all out. I can't figure out nothing. I didn't want to share this, but I just feel feel strongly the Lord to share this. Something very personal with me. The growth that has taken place this year, the chastisement, the rebuke, the correction from the Lord. In January, he and I had a dispute. And during that time, I'm asking the Lord, is it me? Am I in pride? Or is it him? If it's him, show it to him and let him apologize to me. If it's me, show me my pride. Let me get it right. So as things began to unfold, you got it. It was me. It was my pride. So I apologized. I repented. Move on. That was January. Some months go on. Another situation arises. Once again, it's my pride. I don't see my pride. I don't see it. I'm asking the Lord to show it to me. So he uses him to show it to me. But I don't want to hear from him. I want to hear from the Lord. So I go to the word. I'm in the scriptures on pride, in the scriptures on humility. I don't want to hear from him. I keep rejecting, keep rejecting, keep rejecting. But he keeps using him, the one that I don't want to hear it from. Months go by, another situation occurs. I'm asking the Lord, why do these things keep happening in this one particular area with me? Why? Why haven't I grown in this area? I'm reading your word, I'm praying, and I'm asking you, but why haven't I grown in this area? Dear God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. Why haven't I grown in this area? So I then go back to my husband, and I ask my husband. And so my husband is the one that has the answer, the one that I didn't want to hear from because of my pride. He's the one with the answer, and he says, thank you, dear. He says, because the word says the entrance of thy word gives light. He said, it's just now that you are allowing the word of God on pride, on this subject, to enter to enter your heart. And for you now to make the adjustments that need to be made because now you allow the word to enter your heart. Before, you had this wall up. You didn't want to hear it from me. So you reject, you reject, you reject, you reject. But now that your heart is open to the word in this area, now the word can then bring about change in your life, in your heart. So it was that moment then that that word began to change me. And I just said to God, same thing he said to you all, which was, God, kill me. Kill me. I don't want this in my heart. I don't want anything that's not like you to be hidden in my heart and it's affecting my life and affecting my kids and affecting my husband that I cannot see anything that's ugly that does not look like you kill me just burn this out of me get it out get it out and so he began to give me dream after dream and in the midst of me having these dreams I'm taking this dreams and visions class with John Paul Jackson and then John Paul Jackson mentions a book 
that's called pride the sin nobody wants to talk about that's not actually the title because he did the foreword but the title was the power of humility so as I'm asking God I'm crying out to God to get this out I can't see it how Lord how am I showing pride when I'm not condescending I don't do this I don't judge people he says you want credit you want credit for everything you won't just let stuff just be. You won't just do it and let it be. You want to be, you want credit. You want to be thanked. You want to be appreciated. You want to be, you want credit for everything. Just do it. Do it. If you serve your husband, you do this, do that. You don't have to have credit for everything. And before long, he began to unfold for me so that these things would not be hidden on the inside of me anymore. So why am I sharing this very personal thing? Because nobody in here has arrived, including me. I'm on this journey just like you are. And if you will truly cry out to the Father in the areas where you fail, where you have fallen, where you have challenges, He will answer you. But your heart must be open to receive it from even the ones you don't want to hear it from. So He has been using my husband. I have had to have my heart open to hear it to cry out to the Lord and hear. Here comes a book. Here comes a class and here comes a series of dreams. And so things are beginning to unfold. The entrance of his word has given me light and I am making adjustments. And I want to encourage you to cry out to God with your whole heart. To not be blind. Not to deceive yourself any longer. But to ask God to truly show you who you really are that you can become more like him. Amen. That was a whole message in of itself. But that's very serious, you all. And a lot of us that are dealing with that, you know. I'm, uh, the scripture she's talking about is when it says the entrance of your word gives life. It did not say the hearing of your word gives life. It says the entrance. Many people are hearing the word, but they're not allowing it to enter. And all of us been in that particular area. Trust me, me. <laughs> At my own, oh yeah, my daughter is here. You know, my, my own daughter. Same thing that my wife dealing with me, my own daughter chastised me about something the other day, last weekend. And I had to just sit there and take it like a man. <laughs> she was being nice, but it was cutting me. Woo, it was cutting me. And, and I can't take it. She 18, I'm almost 50. What did she do in correcting her daddy? No. Is what she's saying true or is what she's saying false? And then watch this. I don't receive it from my daughter and then I wonder why she won't receive nothing from somebody in the future. Because I sold the rebellion in here because I wouldn't listen to her when she was telling the truth. Because I didn't like the messenger girl. Y'all see how dangerous this is? And so this is the reason why there's so many people in bondage over this one thing, love and humility. And when the scripture says that we are to be examples to the flock, this is the type of stuff he's talking about. Not, you can get a new car because we got one. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because this is the type of stuff that makes you get a new car. <laughs> okay, so we just thank God. We're trying to be as transparent as we can to be able to help you because this struggle is real for everybody. And watch this. It is the ones who start improving that the God will chastise you more. Because when he sees he has something to work with, he says, okay, now we can make you a king. See, but it was that one area 
And when she got on top of that one area, look at what other information began to come to her. That could have come to her all along. Okay? Same thing with me. I mean, it, I remember something took me years to get over it. And finally, now I'm preaching more than anybody else almost. All right. That was good. I feel like going to the movies or something now, you know. And <laughs> amen, amen. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O Lord God, for the things that have been shared on today for the purpose, O Lord God, of destroying everything that is already dead on the inside of us so that we can be living vessels, living sacrifices that you can use, O Father God, for a greater glory to not only for us to receive our full reward, but for us, O Father God, to be able to be a blessing on the people because you said that they would know us by our love. So we thank you for everything that has been experienced on the day, the interaction between heaven and this address. Pray, O oh Lord God, this will go throughout the day and the week with us all. I declare the peace of God over every single person. They will have a phenomenal week. Strengthen us, O oh Lord God, in the areas where we need to correct ourselves. I know, Father God, that there will be conversations, there will be thoughts and imaginations, O oh Lord God, concerning this bring about these answers and bring about this change. Thank you, O oh Father God, for teaching us to submit to one to another and to walk in humility so that we can be exalted. So we bless and honor you. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for this day. For those who have already given, for those who will be given on today, we declare, O oh Lord God, that their needs are met supernaturally according to your word. Thank you, Lord God, for this. Keep us in your protection until we come together again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All of agreement with that said. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Give somebody a hug. Tell them to have a blessed day. We'll see you on Wednesday night.
Thank <laughs> you.